We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What is going on, Colts Nation? Welcome back to another episode of Bring the Juice. Your guys, Derek and Cody, with you as always. And guys, we are recapping the Colts' final preseason game with a 27-13 win over the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, This came in a situation where the Indianapolis Colts played the majority of their starters for most of the first half particularly their offense and the Philadelphia Eagles who really didn't play a lot of their starters. They played some of them, but not a ton of them in the first couple series. And then beyond most of it came and obviously Jalen hurts did not play in this game, but the Indianapolis Colts needed some extra reps with the first team after no starters playing last week against the Bears. So let's go ahead and hop right into it after this 27-13 to 13 win that put the Colts at 2-1 and one throughout the preseason. Let's start first with the quarterbacks here, Cody. Anthony Richardson, who led the Colts with the first team today, went 6-17 of 17 for 78 yards. And, of course, we talked about it in the halftime show that the stats were very misleading. If you actually watched the game, there was a lot more to it than what actually met the eye. And of course, Anthony Richardson also had five carries for 38 yards in this game as well. So those runs helped keep drives alive in that sort of situation. And of course, you have to talk about the other two in the second half. Gardner Minshew and Sam Ellinger combined for 15 of 19 and 190 yards, one touchdown, one interception. They looked really good as usual as what they always do in the preseason. Sam Ellinger especially, always looking like the GOAT during the preseason. But when we talk about Anthony Richardson, you know, we talked about it. We said the stats may not look too great, but there was a couple things we wanted to look at to see if Anthony Richardson was making strides to being a better quarterback. And I think you and I both can agree that he did take those steps today. Yes. I mean, 6 of 17 on the surface, what, somewhere around 35%. 
I mean, you look at that just straight out from the stats and you're like, wow, he must have had a terrible day. And that wasn't so. That wasn't the case. Yes, he wasn't perfect by any stretch. He had his struggles, which to be fair, Derek, we all expected him to have his ups and downs. So, like, I don't know why we're too surprised at that. But, you know, he had at least three or four drops today. His receivers did not help him. Alec Pierce and Josh Downs, they got to make those catches, man. I mean, you can get, if it's fine, you get them all out in the preseason, but like if that happens in the regular season, we're going to have an issue. We're going to have a problem. And so uh, I thought Richardson overall looked really, really good. Um, you know, you just see the element, you see the difference from a year ago. I mean, Derek, I don't know if the Colts are going to be good or not this year, but I do know this they're going to be exciting with Anthony Richardson at the helm because this dude. He's a dual-threat quarterback, probably the most dual-threat the Colts have had, gosh, since I've ever watched them. I mean, yeah, this dude I, can do a little bit of everything, right? He, You yeah. know, he saw multiple times where he used his legs. He got out of a couple would-be sacks, and last year, no question, you know, that quarterback would have got taken down. And that, you know, Matt Ryan would have got taken down, or whoever was back there behind center yeah. um, would have got taken down. But Anthony Richardson provides a little bit of a different element Right. And and obviously he's still raw as a passer. We know that. But like he can make up for a lot of that by using his legs, by getting out of situations. Now, there was like a third down in 10 or 11 at one point where Richardson scrambled and got the first down. And Dirk, nobody wants to tackle this 6'4, 250 pound quarterback, right? That can truck you and will truck you. And he's not afraid to do that. And so you just see the, the reasons why the Colts fell in love with him, right? Especially just the physical aspect that he brings. I mean, Derek, there was a play. And again, I know what didn't go down as a completion, but it was, and I know I'm going to get, it's crazy how I'm going to say this on the anniversary of Andrew Luck hanging it up four years ago, but this dude had an Andrew Luck-esque type of play, right? Defenders draped all over him. It honestly reminded me, Derek, of a similar play in Andrew Luck's rookie year. I'm sure you'll remember it against the Green Bay Packers where Luck was basically being dragged down by a defender and made a throw, and obviously it was on point. This one was, wasn't was on point. Like that type of thing, like a quarterback who can be going down, literally tackled by multiple defenders and still give his receiver a chance. I mean, those are the type of things you just can't coach up. Like You just cannot coach a player to do that. That is God-given talent right there in Anthony Richardson. And certainly just something that, we're going to continue to monitor, obviously, his progress as a passer. I mean, that's a big thing. But I would say this. Anthony Richardson is going to bring a new spark. He already has. He's going to bring a new spark this year. Regardless if it leads to wins this year, at least the, the losses won't be miserable to watch, right, if the Colts do not, if the Colts do lose a lot of games this year. At least they'll be fun, right? At mm-hmm. least they'll be watchable and exciting. At least there's hope in the future at the quarterback position for Indianapolis. And Derek, that's a statement we could not make for years. We have not been able to make that. So again, Richardson still raw, still developing, had some moments, had a couple of near turnovers, but all in all, I thought stats were very misleading in this case. I felt like he had a couple of nice passes that should have been hauled in. And I thought overall he was solid, albeit against the Eagles second team defense. But he he's continuing to show poise. I mean, he led multiple scoring drives in this game. And, you know, it doesn't show up on the stat sheet, but, like, he was really getting into it with some of his guys, right? And the Colts had, you know, led him to two scoring drives. They were rushing touchdowns. 
So you know, it doesn't get the stat line necessarily, but I felt like all in all, Derek, he did a pretty good job, all things considered, putting his team in the best situations to win. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Yeah, I mean, you you said it all right there. I mean, I, I couldn't have said it any better myself. I mean, like you said, the element, the there's a different element with Anthony Richardson's game that's going to be a lot different this year versus what it was uh, last year, especially because you know some of the plays that Anthony Richardson made today. Matt Ryan's never in his wildest dreams making those plays. And Carson Wentz in his wildest dreams is not making some of the plays that Anthony Richardson did tonight. So, I mean, again, it's one of those things where we have to remind ourselves, again, this is a guy that needs a year or two worth of practice and game reps in order to be able to get to where we think he is going to be. And it's going to take a while and we have to just accept it with what it is, but it's going to be fun. Nonetheless, now yep. going to the rushing. One more thing, about- Derek, before yeah. we go to the rushing Sorry. Oh, good. Um, I think one thing I forgot to add, the biggest thing, take out the stats. The biggest thing was experience for Richardson here. You mentioned he needs to get more reps. He got an entire half here. Right. So that's huge to, for him to just get those starting reps, get the feel of the game, because outside of that, you know, what has he really gotten in the preseason? He's gotten, what, three drives in the preseason. So it was good for him to get an extended look and just continue to build the rapport with with his targets here and his offense. A hundred percent. All right. Moving on to the rushing. Uh, we talked about Anthony Richardson and his rushing ability. Again, that's something that you will see that week in and week out. Anthony Richardson is going to extend a lot of drives this year because of that. But going to the actual running backs, Evan Hall, six carries for 25 yards and a touchdown, albeit Hall really only was in for maybe like two drives throughout the day. So it wasn't like he saw a ton of time. Uh, Jake Funk, five carries for 23 yards. He averaged four and a half yards carry. Kenyon Drake, actually, I thought had a relatively decent day today. Five carries for 21 yards. Sam Ellinger had two carries for 10 yards today. So all in all, I mean, Cody, I honestly thought that the uh, rushing attack, you know, actually looked a lot better this time around than what it had looked like in the previous two weeks prior to this. 
I know that, you know, they're facing a different, they were facing a different defense and they were facing backups. But then again, they were facing backups the last couple weeks and they were still struggling to move the ball. I don't know if that's more due to the fact that the offensive line was finally moving people, not, or if it's, you know, because the scheme is finally getting caught up with these players. But albeit, I mean, Evan Hall especially had some, I mean, some of these guys had some holes today that they ran through that, you know, anyone could have ran through and had some good runs. And I'll let you talk about that one in a second, but I also want to mention one more thing on it. The pass blocking was exceptional today from these running backs today. The Eagles were bringing exotic blitzes like no tomorrow at the end of Anthony Richardson's few drives and at the beginning of Gardner Minshew's drives and Evan Hall was was literally stumping people at the line when they were coming through. That pass where Granson caught that ball, Evan Hall stuffed a linebacker coming through the middle of the of the line. That's incredible. And then Kenyon Drake had another one himself where he just blew up someone that was going to come after Minshew. So all in all, I, I was insanely impressed with that too. Yeah, they all, the running backs did look good. You're right. And I think that's an extension, like we talked about, of the offensive line as well, right? The offensive line, I think, looked really good the last couple of weeks as well. It, you know, just being able to, you know, pass protect certainly, um, but also being able to open some some running game, running lanes for these running backs. So, yeah, I think both of them looked really effective tonight. You mentioned Devin Hall. I think definitely making a case here for some extended look, you know, obviously depending on the Jonathan Taylor situation, of course. But, like, if Taylor does get dealt, Evan Hall is going to have a pretty big role in this offense. I get a feeling um, just because, you know, his versatility, especially on third down, you mentioned, he showed his prowess in terms of pass protection. So that is so valuable to have. And the Colts have struggled at it at times. We've seen it. And the Colts have struggled to protect from the running back position on pass plays. So things like that will get you on a roster. So I thought Evan Hall looked good, and definitely his stock is up moving forward. Um, and all these running backs really looked good as well. So Really felt good about where the Colts were in terms of that. And and honestly, you know, with the whole situation with JT, it makes you feel a little bit better knowing that these running backs are now starting to get into a little bit of a rhythm and starting to kind of feel it a little bit more. Oh, 100%. And of course, like I said, I mean, when it comes to the running game, they'll have a bunch more different looks as the season goes on because this isn't a finished product and they're not showing all of their cards on what they're going to do to run the football We've seen the we've seen the Philadelphia Eagles run the football with Shane Steichen much more effectively than what we're seeing right now. We'll see something change, I'm sure. But anyways, moving on to receiving. This one, this one is where you're gonna have some bread and butter here. Cause this is this is some there's a lot of great when it came to this, and there's a lot of bad. So the biggest talk of it all was Will Mallory who had two catches today on back-to-back throws and made it 43 yards all by himself. And I think, Cody, that was enough to show you after last week when he had two catches for 30 yards and then another two catches this week that moved the Colts down the field all by himself. I think he's showing you that he deserves a roster spot on this team. I don't care who it is, but I think Will Mallory is showing you that this dude's got, he's got something in him. I think he's got something really good in him. And then your next two leading receivers, 
Jason Huntley and DJ Montgomery both had 36 yards. Kylan Granson had two catches for 25 yards today. Michael Pittman had two for 24. Drew Ogletree had his one catch for 23 that everybody remembered on that first touchdown drive. Kenyon Drake had two catches for 22 yards and a touchdown today. And then, you know, a couple other guys had a couple other catches here and there. But, and then we can go to the negative and we'll kind of all attack it at once. The negative aspect of this is the two guys that you really wanted to see have days and they both really, really let the team down. Alec Pierce and Josh Downs. Alec Pierce, who, again, by all accounts, had another case of the dropsies in today's game. And Josh Downs also had that issue. The one target that he did have, I will admit that was more of Richardson's fault than Downs' fault because it was a five-yard bullet that Richardson needs to take some off of. But the other one was a clear drop by Josh Downs that would have been a first down and would have moved the chains had he caught it. So you get some good, especially from the young tight ends, Cody, that you were wanting to see. But, you know, some of these wide receivers that we wanted to see have bounce back weeks, they didn't have it today. Right. And I feel like Ogletree right now, if I'm if I'm making a roster, um, I think Ogletree and Granson to me make it. Both those guys have shown. I mean, I think we, we would all assume Granson would make it. But I think Ogletree showed some more, you know, with kind of the first team offense and that extended look that this is really the first time we've seen him in preseason action. And, you know, for him to go out and do that and kind of make a statement there, you know, connecting with Anthony Richardson, I thought that was great for his, you know, kind of potential being on this roster. And then Will Mallory, like you said, making a case for himself to potentially be tied in number four. We didn't see Mo Ali Cox today, which was interesting at all. Um, So, you know, who knows what that means, but I think Will Mallory definitely has a chance, but I would probably put, just because of where he was on the depth chart and stuff and what he did, I'd probably put Drew Ogletree a little bit ahead of him right now. But again, it's subject to change and we'll see. Uh, but yeah, as far as wide receivers go, I'm kind of like, this is kind of where I stand on it. I don't want to overreact to things that happened in the preseason. Like I just don't, you know, and we saw, you know, in the live stream and just people just, guys, it's preseason for a reason. Stop overreacting to every little thing that happens. I mean, it happens every year, Derek. Sometimes it just gets a little frustrating because it's like, well, this is why they're they're doing preseason to figure some of these things out. But I will say, like Alec Pierce, Josh Downs, you can have those mistakes now, but if this translates over to the regular season, we're going to have an issue because Anthony Richardson has now hit Alec Pierce in the hands twice, and Alec Pierce has just dropped it for no reason at all, just completely dropped it. He fell down on another place. So we had two back-to-back really not great plays. Um, Josh Downs, a little bit more of an understanding. You know, he's he's a rookie, right? He's still working it out, kind of one of his, you know, first kind of starts out here in the preseason. So, like, you know what? I can give him a little bit more grace. But we've been hearing, Derek, a lot with Alec Pierce, how great he's been, how much he's, you know, improved as a player in year number two. And you see all these things in practice, but he hasn't been able to translate it to a game in the two preseason games he's played. And so all I'm saying is you can drop it as much as you want in the preseason, Alec, but if it does, if it translates badly to the actual NFL game, I mean, we're going to have some issues. So that's kind of where I stand on it. Don't want to overreact too much to it because again, doesn't matter at this point, 
And Alec Pierce, traditionally and typically, he's had pretty good hands. So it's kind of a little bit uncommon to see him do this. But, you know, wide receivers, that happens sometimes. You know, you have some of those games or some of those strings of games where that happens. So as long as he's able to kind of work on those things, and obviously they're going to go back and look at the film, and he's going to hear it from Reggie Wayne for sure. So I, I think he'll be fine, all things considered. I know a lot of people are, are reacting. Gosh, we had a guy in there saying Alec Pierce was a bust, and I'm about to – I'm about to lose my stuff, man. It's just that's to the degree of overreacting where I'm just like, all right, I'm I'm logging out, you know. But yeah, you gotta get out of there. Yeah. But seriously, no, yeah, not great plays. You're not helping your offense out at, at all there. Um, but I did think Kylan Granton had a really nice catch on the sideline where he went up and got it. So good to see him. He's definitely, I think, gonna have a big role in this offense, especially if Jelani Woods misses some time here at the start of the season. So Definitely was encouraged by the tight ends, but I need to see a little bit more from some of these guys that you just frankly expect to make those catches. So, yep, that's kind of what I think on it. Don't want to overreact, but but also don't want to diminish that those things just can't happen. So that's kind of what my take is there on the wide receivers. Gotcha. All right, well, let's kind of move to defense and special teams here real quick. I mean, I, I, I want to get your thoughts on it because, I mean, this was – very interesting because I I saw I saw everyone immediately when the Indianapolis Colts gave up that first special teams big play where the Eagles were started the drive at their own at our 26 yard line right like I mean obviously I don't care if it was the second team unit when it comes to the team in general I mean I saw I know that they gave up the touchdown on the first drive, but because they gave they placed them at the 25 at the very beginning. Like, no wonder they scored. Like, I didn't care about any of that. I look at it, Cody, and honestly, like the only guy that did any major damage was Deion Kane in this whole game. He had six catches for 62 yards, most of that being in the first half. So, I mean, you look at it from this perspective. The Eagles second team and third team unit scored one touchdown all game in which they were on the hour 26 yard line to start the game. And outside of that did not score a single uh, touchdown after that had to only get two field goals. So after that, I think that people were overreacting way too much about the defense. Me personally. I know that we had our first team defense out there for the majority of the first half. I understand that. I'm just saying the circumstance of how that game started, the momentum was entirely on the Eagles side. It didn't matter if their second unit was in. They started that game with the highest of momentum that you could possibly get. And at what, after that first drive, the Colts defense did not allow it to get worse. And even in the sec when the second unit came in for our defense and the third unit came in for our defense, we still delivered and still did not allow this team to move forward with any sort of momentum whatsoever. Even in the times when when we were only up one score before going into half, we had that forced fumble right at the be- end of the first half, which was a huge thing for the Indianapolis Colts. I personally thought that the defense overall did a very outstanding job outside of that first drive. What do you take from it? I think that, okay. 
I understand what you're saying, but you cannot allow, I don't care. Like force them to three points. Like that's the second team unit, man. Like I don't care if the momentum's there, right? Your starters are playing against their backups. You're playing against a rookie quarterback. Like you can't allow that to happen. I just, I don't know. I, I'm worried. I'm going to be honest. I'm worried about these corners. I just really am. And I know maybe you're not as concerned, but for me, it's just like, I didn't really love what I saw. They had some plays. Don't, I'm not saying they were outright terrible. I just, for me, it just, I wasn't impressed, I guess. Like it just seemed like there was too many times where there was receivers running open, right. Or guys that just missed tackles or just were missing assignments out there. And so I don't know, like I look at that and I say, that was a backup. So you imagine if Jalen Hurts was in there, you know, like what could that be? So I am a little bit concerned just because it is the second unit. I understand the momentum and they settled in like they should have, but, and I will give them credit for that because like they did settle in and I thought they played well, but like you just can't allow that to start, you know, but, but special teams, obviously I would say were the biggest factor there. I just, I would have liked to see them put up a little bit more resistance there in that first drive because I mean that to go out there in a couple plays and score right away. I mean, that just, that just kills your momentum right away. So I just want to see a little bit more from that secondary from those corners, especially, and didn't help that, you know, uh, Juju Brent for whatever reason, wasn't playing in this game. And, you know, so, but that's kind of my take on it. I didn't like that, but I thought they bounced back nicely. And again, it was against a second unit. So, I, hated, I don't know. Take it as you want. I think for me personally, I just hated the fact that the the unit just gave it just couldn't finish plays. That's what's that's what angers me the most is uh, Tamiwa had that that kickoff return man in his grasp but let go and that caused him to end up getting the huge return. He makes that tackle and they're at the 25-yard line. And odds that the Eagles end up scoring on that drive is very low. So, I mean, there's that. And then, of course, you know, there's a there was a couple of plays that, you know, you had that were like extremely freakish plays that if they were one step one direction versus the other, then the Indianapolis Colts would be looking at it from a different light, right? And then, of course, the first drive for the Indianapolis Colts from the offensive perspective, Quentin Nelson's name was getting dragged through a lot of it. Cody, I don't care that they called that holding on that second play. That was not a holding. That was not a holding. Never in the definition of football ever has that ever been a hold, but they called it anyway because these officials in this in these preseason games are trash. So, I mean, I'm not going to hold that against Quentin Nelson. Yes, he messed up with the one penalty early on. I totally get it. But it was ironic that like the first drive for the Indianapolis Colts or first th- two drives, there were three flags altogether. And then what felt like in the second half didn't feel like there was more than two penalties in the whole second half. So like there wasn't a lot that went down in that regard. So, I mean, again, the inconsistencies of that, I'm not going to overreact to it. So, I mean, at the end of the day, this is not the finished product. This is not the product that will be on the field week one. This team is going to have different looks and different ways of getting out there and trying to beat teams. But obviously, there's still a lot of work to be done at key positions for the Indianapolis Colts moving forward. 
and people forget this is a very vanilla offense still, right? It's it's very vanilla. They're not they're not like you know bringing out the big guns at all when it comes to the the play calling the scheme. It's just it's more just like you know kind of like a a dress rehearsal in certain ways. Like go out there and basically man on man, you know, see what you can do. And so yeah, I mean, it's, I think you're right. Like people overreact. We all can overreact at times to things. Like that's just fandom in itself, you know. You know, you analyze and overanalyze every single play. So, you know, we all do it. So, uh, I mean, that's just what it is. But, yeah, in regards to that, I mean, you just can't have those slow starts, though. I mean, that's just a legitimate thing. I understand this is a young team in a lot of regards and a lot of respects. But, you know, you just can't have those. You can't put yourself behind the eight ball right away. And that's what they did. And, And to their credit, just like the defense, the offense started to wake up a little bit. And, you know, they, they went on, what, like three straight scoring drives, two touchdowns and a field goal. So, yeah, I mean, overall, they just got to, you know, they can't have those bad starts like that. Got to start out hot. And if they can do that, I think they'll be just be just fine. But, but yeah, you just, you know, you got to clean those things up and move forward. So, I mean, I'm not too overly concerned right now with that. Absolutely. All right. Well, I think that's going to do it for the – Indianapolis Colts here. The Indianapolis Colts do win against the Philadelphia Eagles 27 to 13. It was a wild ride, and we got two weeks until the regular season starts. And the Indianapolis Colts will start the season off in Indianapolis against Jacksonville. We'll see how that turns out. But we're going to have more content coming your way, guys. Make sure you keep checking it out. Thank you so much for tuning in. Let us know your thoughts. And as always, guys. Go Colts. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.